Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thank you for listening to In That Number. I am your host, Ray Hunt. You can find me on Twitter at RayHunt84. My co-host, Kevin Milverton, at Moscow Mush. You can follow the show at Number Podcast. Subscribe, rate, review. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and if you would like to drop us a line, send us an email to InThatNumberPodcast at gmail.com. On with the show. Welcome back after the international break. We're back to basics this week. Just the two of us to discuss yesterday's action at the Emirates. We have the usual ITN news still, with a comprehensive international roundup from the Moscow Mush and all the usual bullshit we have in extra time. But uh, firstly, let me bring in the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milton. Hey, Kev, how are you? All right, you big bugger. And I have to say, a very happy birthday to you. Thank you. Happy birthday to Ray. How old is it this time? Uh, 35 today. Can't believe it. Just seems like yesterday that we were celebrating your 18th. Yeah, I know. How have you been celebrating? Uh, well, I went to Legoland with the children on a Friday mm. night. We stayed in the Lego Hotel. So that Sounds a bit nice. uncomfortable. <laughs> no, it was fine. It was, re- it was a really nice, nice trip away, actually. It was good. We, we enjoyed it. And then I was home yesterday afternoon in time for the football. wanted the three points for my birthday, but one point we'll have to do. Um, yes, and then went out last night with the wife, and yeah, and now 
talking to you on my birthday. What a pleasure. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> what could be better? Have you been doing much over the international break? Do you know what? Um, I've not done anything, to be honest. I have not watched any football. I've missed both the England games, and I've really enjoyed it. I've just not. <laughs> no, I have. I just I don't like international breaks. I think the only thing I enjoy about it is, like, getting a week off of podcasting, because it is quite nice sometimes to just, uh, just to do nothing on a Sunday. And I don't Especially the results. Exactly. And yeah. I don't have to speak to you. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I actually, it, I've enjoyed the break this time. Normally, I'm like, I'm scratching to get back at it. But no, I'm a... Yeah, it's, it's been a nice break. How about you? Yeah, no, exactly the same here. Um, I just, uh, I was satisfied to just... Yeah, especially after that Everton game sort of took it out of me. That gave me a little bit of time to fall back in, in love with... Uh, with my favourite club but um, yeah I watched just the highlights of the England matches they were pretty much um, walkthroughs anyway um, watched a bit of the other games that were on um, saw Bednarik action against uh, was, it, was it Slovakia? Oh, I'll take your word for that I'm guessing you're going to be doing your comprehensive round up in a bit anyway so. but yeah well obviously not that comprehensive yet but it was convenient <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I haven't really been watching any live football. Um, yeah, just the usual work stuff. Oh, I watched uh, Joker finally. That oh, I've that. seen that. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I tell you something. Actually, I did watch. I watched that um, that hour-long documentary about the South Coast Derby, that Copa ninety thing. The, the oh yeah. Days. Just um, yeah, fantastic. I actually watched it twice. I thought it was really, really good. Oh right, okay. So I did. I watched the trailer for that. I thought, okay, I'll, I'll watch, maybe watch it later. But um, yeah, um, yeah, some some good insight into the. Yeah, it was one. Of, it was one of them things that I saw. I saw the trailer for it. And thought, oh, I watched that, and I just um, I had a spare couple of minutes. I was on the phone. I just thought I'd make a start on it, see what it was like, and I ended up watching the whole thing. I thought, wow, because I just couldn't turn it off. I thought it was excellent, and then I um, I sat down and paid more attention to it the second time and just watched it all properly. Um, Somebody yeah. should uh, force Danny Mills to watch that. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. So if you haven't seen it, um, get on it. It's called Derby Days. I'm sure you're all aware of it, but yeah, find it on YouTube. It's um, a cracking, cracking watch. Good stuff. Um, and yeah, apologies today for my signal. It's a bit poor. It's <laughs> my signal was weaker than the San Marino reserve team. <laughs> but yeah, that's good. We'll we'll get there. Um, I just want to uh, say a quick thing about November again. Um, it's still time to donate. Um, I've been looking like a twat for 24 days now, um, and that's got to be worth something. So, But, yeah, the cause is fantastic. The fundraising is fantastic. Thank you to everybody who's donated so far. Um, please visit my Twitter page. The link is pinned to my timeline, I believe, on at Rayhunt84. So, yeah, donate to the team. Still plenty of time to do or whatever you can. Really, really appreciate it. Yeah, can we see some photographic evidence of this, Tash? Um, I will post something up today. How's that? All right, nice. Um, yeah, it's not looking good, but yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll post something up. Um, yes, do we want to go into the news? Yes, I think we do. There's a lot to cover. Okay, let's do it. This is ITN in that number news. Okay, first, starting things off, um, have you heard that Gao is looking to sell the club, apparently? 
Um, I, you know what? I, I haven't. Maybe it's my Twitter blackout has um, mm. kept me out of the loop. But, I um, mean, like this could be all rumours. Like everyone's been mentioning it for the last couple of days now. But apparently, I've heard that he's been considering this for six months now, which would explain an awful lot. Oh my god. Do you think we're going to find ourselves in the same kind of Mike Ashley situation that Newcastle find themselves in? Do you, what, do you think it's going to be difficult to actually find an owner, uh, another buyer? Well, I mean, I'm guessing that um, Katharina Liebherr made uh, quite some good money out of it, um, selling the club on, so with the club in the condition that it is, like, tooting yeah. in the relegation spaces, not the best time to sell, is it? No. But then, you know, like I said, it would explain a lot why we, he hasn't actually invested any money into it. But I just begs the question, why did he do it? I mean, because if, if, it is, if this is true and he's been trying to sell for the last six months, then why bring out the statement at the start of the season? And it's just, it's just all confusing. But like I said, it could all be just rumours. It could have just, he might not be interested in selling at all. Mm, OK, I guess we'll see the passage of time. Well, yeah, I mean, with the transfer window reopening, we'll see how much money he's putting in. Uh, we're a big gauge on that from there. Yeah, and we do need some, some players in, don't we? We do. Um, but anyway, yeah, Gow out. And, uh, Poch out. And Poch out, yeah. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, must have seen it coming, really. Uh, yeah, it's just the timing of it. Yeah, 14th in the league. I mean, doesn't really look to have the support of the players or, or the clue of the board now so yeah sad but I mean he hasn't had much of a budget to work with what with the new stadium and everything they've got some quite difficult um, numbers to work with yeah I mean I, I dropped a message to our uh, Jav that we had on uh, the, the Tottenham fan we had on at the beginning of the season um, oh, yeah. he, he was devastated apparently yeah so I don't I mean obviously he's not speaking for all Spurs fans but not impressed with the Mourinho appointment, but I mean he started well, but it, it usually goes like that with Mourinho. I know it normally goes like that with any new manager, really, doesn't it? Yeah, except us. <laughs> well, even Mark Hughes got a bit of a bounce out of us, didn't he? Yeah, I suppose. Um, yeah, so Gow out, Potch out. Now Adam Leach out as well. And Adam Leach out, yeah. Um, this time through his own volition, but yeah, he's re- retiring from Daily Echo duty. Yeah, 18 uh, years. 18 years, yeah, unbelievable. The number of uh, managers and um, chairmen and so on that he's uh, seen now. And yeah, it'd be sad to see him go because uh, just uh, some actual quality sports writing, which is quite a rare thing nowadays, um, with some professionalism and neutrality and lack of sort of clickbaity articles. Um, yeah. It's been a joy to read them since, you know... Yeah, we, we know no different, really, do we? No, God, I mean, I was a teenager when, when he started read, I was reading in the um, paper version of the Daily Echo, and uh, now he's sort of been my connection to, to the club uh, online. And, yeah, obviously, um, Total Saints podcast as well is not going to be the same without him. No. Yeah, no, I mean, I, we both dropped some messages, didn't we, to say farewell... But yeah, it would be a shame. But yeah, best of luck to him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, he's going to be occurring uh, with this uh, triathlon coverage. So uh, yeah, I hope that brings, brings him a lot of joy. Yeah, forever a saint. Exactly, and um, still going to be um, part of Total Saints podcast at the end of the season, as far as I understand. Excellent. Um, they're having a, a live event for their hundredth podcast. Yep. 
uh, in support of the Saints Foundation. So yeah, you can pick up uh, tickets for a tenner on Eventbrite, and that's going to be on Friday the 10th of January, 7 o'clock kickoff at the Five Rivers in Beavis Valley. That's excellent. I might go along. Yeah, drop on down. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I won't be around at the time. Um, yeah, first day back at work, I think, after oh, I went Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, other news, uh, Josh Sims back. Um, yes. Welcome back. Yeah, um, it could be very useful to us this time around, I believe. So, yeah, had quite a decent spell at New York. Um, mm. So, yeah, hopefully we can get some uh, get some use out of him. Depends what, what Ralph wants to do with him, because, I mean, it was a bit of a shock that he went out in the first place. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, it seems like I say this all the time with, with Sims, but... I think this could be it. You know, give him, a, give him a couple of starts. Well, not even starts. Give him a couple of appearances and then see what we can do from it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's now or never after all these years, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. There's a lot of uh, similar players vying for uh, a place in, in the first team. It's going to be quite difficult for him to, to get in there. Oh, yeah, difficult to get a start. But, I mean, to frame a, frame a few appearances, as they, like, we don't see this happen too often where he brings on a speedy player with plenty of time left to run out time of defenders um, well ap- apart from yesterday yeah yeah. but um, we've got some FA Cup fixtures coming up so yeah I think he'd be nailed on for, for those surely. well hopefully yeah. it depends how seriously we take the FA Cup doesn't it because now we're looking at Premier League survival and that's got to be the priority mm. so yeah. yeah give those superstars a rest when I say superstars <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I just want to turn our attention to the Saints women um, I know the men's are struggling at present um, but at least the ladies are doing us proud and they had a record 7-1 victory over Bournemouth in the Hampshire Cup Bournemouth in Hampshire now is it? Snooze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, well, when, it, when it suits them they're in Hampshire yeah. Yeah, when they're not in, in Dawson yeah. Um, but yeah a nice one ladies yeah. uh, did you hear about this um, 4-0 uh, behind closed doors, friendly win over Brentford. Yes, I did. Yeah, did you see any of it? Well, no, because it was behind closed doors. <laughs> oh, yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> not really much we can comment about it. No, but yeah, but, uh, 4-0 win, still. Okay, <laughs> win's a win. Positives we can, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and, yeah, it's that time of year, silly season starting again. Yeah, um, favourite time of year. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. We love to spread uh, absolutely baseless rumours that are starting this time of year. Um, we, <laughs> we do it because other podcast points do that. Now. Yeah. But um, yeah, um, possibly have uh, another long in the team next year. Adam Long, uh, American central defender, plays for New York Red Bulls. Ah, uh, do you know what we've got? Um, we've got Greg Kaplan coming on the show next week. Um, ah. who's based in New York so maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that, about him so. uh, he's, he's American he lives in New York obviously they must know each other exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, oh god I was listening to Berkey Inside and they, they uh, Freddie made the gag yeah. do two longs make a right <laughs> <laughs> excellent Freddie <laughs> so we may see them um, finally, yeah, Fraser Forster has uh, ruled out returning uh, from loan in January. Apparently we had an option on him. Yeah, see, that's the thing I didn't know. I thought it was a, f- a season loan 
I didn't realise it was there was an option that he can come back in January. But well, I mean, I mean, why would he want to come back now after being so doing so well in, in Celtic and being welcomed? Yeah, I guess if there was an injury to Alex McCarthy, then it might be sensible to bring him back. But he seems to be having a, a very good time in Scotland and Europe, so best to leave him too. Yeah, as you say, he's going to be hoping for an injury or lack of form to McCarthy to get to get back in. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess why, why would he want to, as you say? So just yeah, let him stay there for him for his sake. Yeah, yeah, gets confidence right back up and yeah, take it from there. Um, okay, so international roundup. Are you ready? Um, yeah, let's start with my Yoshida. Um, Yoshi made his hundredth appearance for Japan. Uh, captain in Samurai Blue to a 2-0 victory over Kyrgyzstan uh, and then he was rested for the friendly against Venezuela uh, which Japan lost 4-1 so obviously suffering without Yoshi there um, Musa Jinnapo he had a great international break um, he came on as a sub in the 70th minute and he helped set up the second goal in an eventual 2-2 draw yeah, um, I didn't score them, I just, but, um, yeah, and you put them 2 1 up, and then they eventually um, uh, equalised. Um, yeah, and a uh, 2 0 win over Chad leaves them top of their group, and it was uh, a defiant opener from Musa Gineppo that put them 1 0 up. Nice little. Dummy around three defenders. Um, managed to stay up despite all of the uh, scrum that was in going on there, and just a nice little tapping. That sounds familiar so. as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, he's, he's quite strong in the box, isn't he? Like, he's quite an honest player as well, isn't he? Like you say, yeah, he, he keeps to his feet, and he seems to, he doesn't appear to be or look strong, but yeah, he doesn't go down easily. Exactly. Um, so the ladies say, yeah, and. Uh, yeah, that leaves them uh, top of the African Cup of Nations qualifying group. Um, sorry, that, yeah, that 2 2 draw that was with Guinea. Excuse me. Um, yeah, Sofian Bufal. Um, Morocco failed to convert any of their 21 shots in the goals draw with Mauritania. That sounds familiar as well. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, despite Sofian Bufal coming on the 68th minute. Um, yeah, staying on the bench. Didn't stop him beating Burundi 3 0 the way, though. Um, <laughs> not looking good for him, is it? Um, he did well, he's clever. Um, Pierre Emil Hoybag, yep. <laughs> Hoybag, yep. He was the 54th minute substitute in Denmark's uh, 6 0 stroll in Copenhagen, which also featured Gibraltar. <laughs> and he then came on as the 13th minute substitute for the injured Thomas Delaney against Ireland. Um, I don't know why, but I thought for a while, a long while, that Thomas Delaney was Irish. It turns out he's Danish. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, one more, one one draw. That's enough to keep them top of Group G and consigning Ireland to the playoffs. Yeah. So yeah, thank you, Denmark. <laughs> and uh, Stuart Armstrong, he was an unused substitute in Scotland's two-one win over Cyprus. Oh, that's close. And uh, <laughs> can't help yourself, can you? <laughs> uh, Ninety-minute sub in Scotland's three-one win over. <laughs> yeah. Cyprus, bloody Cyprus. Um yeah, sorry Scotland. And yeah, a ninety minute ninetieth minute sub in Scotland's three one win over Kazakhstan. Nice one. Uh Yembed Narek. Uh he played out the whole of the match in Poland's two one win against Israel. 
and also features in the entirety of Poland's 3-2 win over Slovenia. Uh, yeah, I watched a bit of that. And that puts Jerzy Bzonczyk's boys top of Group G with 25 points. Uh, Michael Femi for the Ireland under-21s. Uh, he was left out from the team ostensibly through injury. And then we've got Kevin Danso. He played a full 90 minutes in Austria's uh, 4-0 win over Kosovo. Uh, before scoring a goal in the 44th minute to beat Hungary 1-0. So, yeah. Was that, wait, player was in that, that, was that under 21s or was that um, senior? Yeah, these are uh, Austria under 21s. Yeah, under 21s. Um, yeah. And he got the only goal in a uh, 1-0 victory over Hungary under 21s. Uh, it was only a friendly, though, but still. Um, yeah, no dance though yesterday. <laughs> no, which we'll get on to. <laughs> yeah. So that was the Ancestral Roundup. Um, yeah, and just, just jumping on that, I just want to say well done to England for qualifying. So I uh, Yeah, I mean, it was pretty much a done deal already, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the reason why I, didn't really, I couldn't really be bothered to watch. And there was no Saints players in the England team. So I didn't really have a... I just couldn't be bothered with it, to be honest. And I thought, yeah, yeah it was, uh, uh, it's, no, no disrespect to Kosovo, but yeah. It was obvious why. Yeah. They, they gave the... Uh, the lads quite quite the welcome, didn't they? They did, yeah. Sorry, it was just amazing, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, anyway. So thank you for that, Kev. That was um, some nice work, as always. Oh. Um, Shall we well. go into mm. yesterday's game? It's the last one this year, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Um, yes, yes. I think I've worked up just about enough courage to, <laughs> to start talking about it. Again. Hi, I'm Matt Tissier. Thank you for listening to In That Number. Okay, so, to the Emirates. Uh, yesterday, Arsenal away, 2-2. Ings, James Woodprouse, Lacazette with two Arsenal goals. I'll start with the starting eleven as usual. So, McCarthy, Bertrand returning after his three-match suspension. Bednarek and Stevens at the centre-back, at the heart of defence. Uh, Cedric, Redmond, Hoiberg, James Ward-Prowse, Armstrong, Ings and Oberfemi making his second Premier League start. Um, I guess that was just, you know, for a different option down that right-hand side. Pace seemingly the trick here. Um, but I did wonder why, with a full squad at his disposal, why not give Gineppo a go down that right? But, you know, I guess Ralph wanted another striking option, which was fine. Um, did you see this as a 4-3-3 or a 4-4-2? Because I saw two different lineups. Um... Yeah, I mean, I even saw a, a third one, sort of a uh, four-two-three-one, yeah. even um, with Armstrong, Ophemi, and Rodman behind Dings. But yeah, that doesn't really make sense, does it? Um, yeah, four-three-three, I suppose. Yeah, uh, it, it could be a, the four-two-two-two with uh, Redmond and Armstrong out wide. But yeah, I've got it in my notes. Four-three-three. I mean, I had it in it as a four-three-three because it did look like Ophemi was playing wider right. Um, mm. And Redmond was playing wider left, and I thought, I thought the only, the, like, the only thing that I didn't, you know, see about it was the fact that Gineppo wasn't playing. And I thought, maybe, I, I mean, j- j- just because he, I mean, Ralph said in his pre-match presser that he's got a full squad. There's no injuries. We had nothing, no concerns over the international period. Full squad at his disposal. You know, why not play your strongest eleven? And, and at the moment, Gineppo is part of that. We don't really know his best. I mean, we know that he plays wide left like Redmond does, but that's why I figured I'll give him a go down the right, see if we can play Redmond, Ings and Gineppo. And I thought this would have been the perfect time to do that. But having said that, you know, Gineppo's got some... Oh, sorry, um, 
Oberfemi's got some pace on him. Oh, yes, yeah. He's, he's definitely a sprinter. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, it looks like for the first time in, in God knows how long we've got um, a clear formation with no real players out of position. Um, switch to a back four with um, a left back at left back and a right back at right back. The Saints do that even these days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah exa- apart from, yeah, as you say, that was the only thing that I was like, you know, really, really pleased with. I, I, I can't have anything to grumble about that formation and, and, and the, the personnel. But the bench, um, however, it didn't have yeah. uh, Danso or, Adams. or uh, Shay Adams. Yeah, just... You know, what, what's, what's with that? I don't know. Um, yeah, Danso was supposed to be, you know, our new option at centre-back, and he's been uh, shifted out by Jack Stevens. Do, do, do you know, I'm, I'm convinced more than ever that Danso wasn't a Hasenhutl signing. It just, I think that it was pressed on him to make... He, he was, in fact, the pressure from the fans that he had to make a signing at centre-back because we were calling for it. We, we all were. Um, and they made a last-minute sign for this guy that nobody knew. Still are. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Shay Adams, £15 million, not even making the bench. Um, and on that performance for the rest of him, you, you can't see him getting any action against Watford now. And now, I think this is the point we have to say that he's a flop, he's a disappointment, because he's just not, well, in the eyes of Ralph at least, not on us. Uh, Shame me to say, because I mean, we have seen some, some moments of brilliance from him, and he has got pace, he's just, um, just can't score. Well, he hasn't getting he hasn't getting the chances now, has he? Um, no, no. I mean that 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 rest is like sort of you know he's on a break, <laughs> a very long break. Yeah. Um, the one the one thing that surprised me the most though was um, Romero being left on the bench. Mm. I mean that sort of capitulates his um, downfall from you know a very strong start to the season. He's now lingering on the bench. But I mean something has to give if you're going to play a four three three. Somebody has to go. Either either it be Ward Prowse. Hoiberg or Romeo, one has to go. And mm. I, I don't think I'd our best formation has all three of them in it. No, and I'd, I'd rather Armstrong on there than, than Romeo. Oh, yeah, as, as I say, we've got that holding midfielder in Hoiberg, and we need that. Mm. We need more attacking outlets and stuff. So, and, and Armstrong can do that. So, I, I, like I said before, I don't think all three of them can play in a system that works best for us. So, one of them has to drop. And it, it appears that. James Ward-Prowse can do no wrong under Ralph Hasenhurtle. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's been massively better than Romeo. No. I said that Romeo's not been great, as you say. He's, but one of them has to go. And I think, moving forward, that's what we have to do. Especially, especially at home to Watford. Yeah, and I think Prowse is definitely going to benefit from uh, Ralph sticking with him and having confidence in him. Yeah. Because we all know what he can do. Exactly. Right, um, let, let's go in, into the game then. Uh, a good start. Very good start, right from the off. Um, Armstrong, yeah. Armstrong fired wide just inside 30 seconds. That was better than the uh, the Leicester game, straight away there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we got the goal straight away from, from Danny Ings. It was quick thinking from Bertrand and Ings, I guess. You know, lovely composed finish from him. It made that look easier than it was, actually. And that touch before the shot was brilliant. Just took it away from the Arsenal defender and... Um, Caught them with their pants down, pretty much. Yeah, completely. Um, yeah, David Luiz just looking the wrong way, um, staring lovingly at the keeper. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that free kick that Bertrand takes, I mean, the ball was moving uh, when he touched it. Yeah, he gives a um, But yeah, apparently VAR. <laughs> yeah, well, VAR's in our favour again. Yeah, they, it, they, they don't know, can't rule on, on restarts. Yeah, they won't look But um, yeah, the amount of space Ings has. Mm. No, no, no. Well, I mean, the amount of Ings, the amount of Ings, <laughs> the amount of space that Ings has. <laughs> 
<laughs> works both ways. But yeah, just gets a, an unimpeded run one on one with the keeper, and yeah, like you said, beautiful finish. It was because I mean that was missable, especially with the position of Leno. I thought, oh goodness, but he snuck it down that right, his, his right, the left, and uh, off the post and in. But yeah, I, oh, I, yeah. I could he's had some great cheeky goals this season. Yeah, yeah, he's been latching on to mistakes like that, and he's um. But I mean, looking at looking at Ings on a whole, he's only had mm. that one chance the whole game, and he's t- well, one clear cut chance, and he took it. I mean, and he seems to do that. He doesn't need many mm. chances to convert, like some others. Gineppo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God. yeah um, but yeah, like like I say, a good start. But do you know what though? I felt from there, yeah, um, um, that they sat back for a little bit. They sat back and they they were so deep, and they allowed Arsenal pressure. And I remember thinking at this point, is this how we're going to play now? Is, is confidence really that low that we are going to just sit back after going a goal up and then park the bus and then just hoik the ball forward and, you know, use our pace down the flanks to actually try and catch Arsenal again? But we didn't. As I say, um, Oberfemi looked like a handful starting off against David Luiz. He didn't know how to deal with him. I don't think they did their homework on him. And I think another reason why maybe Harsen Hull put him in there is because Arsenal didn't know a lot about him. Yeah, he's a bit of a wild card. David Luiz, he didn't seem to know that much. He didn't. I don't think he realised how quick he was, because he looked a bit. Mm. It looked a bit. Looked a bit skittish. Yeah. Say, yeah he, he broke. I think there was a, a chance when he broke down that right, didn't he? And he, he cut one back, and Ings fired it straight over the bar on the, on the one-time shot. Um, but yeah, I thought this this is looking good. And Bertrand and Redmond were looking good down the left-hand side. Yeah, I think that's going to be pa- key. Like getting stuck in as well. Yeah, yeah, but then, you know, it, it didn't didn't last too long, did it? And Arsenal gets get the equaliser. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, just, just just silly mistakes. But yeah, when Tierney gets that cross in, finds a bombing in space. Um, yeah, it's completely unmarked. His, his shot. I mean, Bertrand manages to, to clear it, but um, you clear it, yeah. <laughs> well, he moves it to the feet of Lacazette. Um, who's? I mean, Stevens has lost Lacazette by by that point. And yeah, it's a it's a weird weird habit that our defenders have of just being a, like a magnet towards the ball, not realizing that it can be passed away from them and then <laughs> <laughs> you've got players on Mars and yeah like I said just um, like kids in the playground just run to the ball yeah yeah ball, ball, like, a, like a dog you know chasing <laughs> after <laughs> oh shit where's it gone yeah, yeah it was in the net yeah uh, just headless chickens yeah and that's um, like I said and, yeah, the first uh, goal uh, easy shot to turn in at the near post yeah yeah <laughs> like I say anyone who's yeah it just had to be um, um, and alas Stuart Atwell throwing the yellows around. Um, it didn't, yeah, it didn't seem like a dirty game, though. But there, some of them were justified. I think Ings's was a little petulant, that little kick out that he had on David Lewis. Yeah. That didn't need to yeah, happen. Pointless. Yeah. Didn't even have the ball. <laughs> no, it was just, just very unlike him, I think. Um, but yeah, 1 1 at the break. It was a good half. It was good. It was, um, And at that point, you could still see it going either way. Yeah, I mean, it kind of petered out towards the end. Um, Hoiberg had a couple of um, decent shots in the middle of the first half. But, I mean, you know, that was about it. Um, and the second half, this is the thing that got me. I was really, really annoyed and I was screaming uh, whilst I was watching the footage. Like, it looked like Emery got the most out of his halftime team talk. Because. You know, this, this concerns me with Ralph because his in-game tactics, I don't think he's there. I mean, Emery brings on Pepe, they switch to a back four and they look different. They were more yeah. aggressive. And it, it's, I don't know if it's... I mean, I'm going to have to 
put my mind back to the start of the season, or even last season when, when Ralph first took over. It's like, how quickly was he to make changes in game? Because it's now he's, he's, it's like he's almost too scared to make them, and you know, out of fear. Um, and, and this was the point that you needed to change something because it looked like Arsenal were going to take control of the game. Start of the second half, we were in trouble, um, and I couldn't see another goal. We had no creativity there. And it was, you know, it was only going to take an Arsenal error or a piece of individual brilliance to, to break them down. Um, Arsenal had, a, had that VAR check for handball. Um, Obama Yang hit the, um, had a close one. Then I think it ricocheted to him. It landed at his feet, and you know he missed. Pepe mm-hmm. um, had a breakaway that wasted it. They hit the crossbar, um, mm-hmm. and we didn't change a thing. It just kept and it stayed it. And that's the worrying thing for me with Ralph. It does he know what to do in situations like that? Can he change up the formation? Can he bring somebody on at that point? And he doesn't look like he does it. Well, I'd say in his defence, I mean, yeah, that uh, Arsenal. Barrage only lasted for what, about 10 15 minutes. Sure. But you know, and then it, it, my confidence is low, and I can't see Saints coming out of things like that. It's only going to go one way for me. No, I mean, we're saying in his defence, um, I'm normally the first one to criticise um, him with his late substitutions and um, dodgy decisions. But um, yeah, I thought the players that he did bring on, um, they were the, the, the right players yeah. to bring on. Um, Maybe I would have brought him on a little bit earlier, but um, I think he did was seventy first minute when Shane Long came on. I mean, it's not the eightieth minute, is it? Um, yeah, it did like look like we we kind of had the difference to um, to maybe go for the win, and the number of chances that we got in the last um, half hour um, oh, just completely God. wasted. That's Cedric um, on Socrates. Fuck me! What a fucking tool! I mean, it's just a three yards. Pass, along the ground, passing on the fucking ground. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, Jesus. These are the reasons why we why we are where we are. You can't convert those. That's why we're in trouble. That could I, do Arsenal come back from that at that that early? I don't think they do. Yeah, and of course not. And, and the amount of effort that you went through. I mean, it's great um, that um, he um, uh, put such pressure on to, to actually get get the ball. Yeah, um, and then. You know, it's the simplest pass to um, Obafemi, and yeah, still can't manage it. No. You do all the difficult stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's just like like he's too scared. Just like oh, <laughs> just mean we're going to actually take the lead in the game. But um, anyway, we did get the lead. We got the penalty. Yeah. Um, penalty was saved, and James Ward-Prowse follows up with a rebound two-one. Nice. Now, <laughs> this was a tense moment because I say we made the, we made the changes then. Might have better time. Could yeah. Exactly, and then Jeanette Jennifer comes on for, for Oberfemi, um, um, and then, of course, yeah, the, the, the tense moment happens. Fingers crossed, everything was bloody crossed, my heart was pumping. Arsenal make the changes, okay? W- uh, Willock and Martinelli come on, and then Buffal comes on for Armstrong, and then, as you say, Kev, the chances. Talk me through those chances. Um, yeah, I mean, um, Gineppo, you know, l- lovely um, work down that left flank, and um, yeah, his shot is cleared by, well it looked like quite a strong shot and it was a um, decent block um, but yeah, I mean, it's the Buffal one that annoys me even more oh, and the amount yeah. of skill yes, to um, get it away from the goal line and just sets up Gineppo and um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do. again a simple shot into the far post but he manages to get the side netting <laughs> it's just us isn't it, it's just us and seven minutes added on time like Emery time yeah. Um, and then it happens again, doesn't it? The 96th minute, and we fucking blow it again. And 
Lacazette. I'm devastated with this one, Kevin. I really am. I just... <sighs> and the thing that gets me right is that the players interview post-match, they don't seem bothered about it. They're just like, oh, well, you know, we've got the point. Um, and it's because they're used to it. It's because they're used to con- drop dropping points at this yeah. late, late, late games, it, uh, late stages of the games. It shouldn't be like that. I was absolutely devastated. Yeah, I mean, I was gutted. Um, I could see my prediction actually coming true. Oh yeah, you had, had that flash before my eyes. Um, but yeah, I mean, Martinelli beats Cedric. I mean, I can't really blame him for that. Um, gets that cross in again. Lacazette unmarked. Um, Bertrand sees the man, and it's too late. You know, it's, yeah. it's already going in. Yeah, and it's just, it's just heartbreaking again. I mean, I think we've been lulled into a full sense of security after those uh, City matches, thinking that we actually might be able to know how to defend after all this time. And no, same old thing. But I mean, once I had time to to settle down you know I, I do look at it as a good point it was a good point it was a good performance um, it's just the inability to hang on and we're not just not clinical um, we threw it away uh, you know it's so worrying yeah. that we don't know how to win these games that we should be winning I mean forget about the Leicester one forget about the City one but the Everton and Arsenal games we need to be taking those points and we're not doing it that's the, the worrying thing they, they were there for the taking and we fucked it up again and it's just I mean maybe this one's Maybe it's even worse just because we were clearly the better team. Yeah, I'm in with this you. Match. Yeah, I mean, and you look at the stats. We had 21 shots to their 12. We were playing at the Emirates. That doesn't happen. Mm. We had six on target. We created yeah. three clear-cut chances. Okay, our possession was down. We only had 39% of possession. But you're at the Emirates. But you're creating more chances than them. So it doesn't matter about the possession. Just put the ball in the fucking net, and that's it. Three <laughs> points, and then that is so so massive, especially with. With um, Watford and Norwich coming up, it's just we're creating the chances and we're not taking them. This has got to be worrying. And yeah, I'm still even just. I mean, I, I thought I'd calm down, but it's just still. Uh, we deserve to win the game. It's just it's horrible. It is a horrible way to to do it. And and I seem to be feeling worse about it than the players do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just as a little question to you, if, do you think if he'd left, left Ings on that we might be able to take those chances? Got a nice little, yeah. you know, poach. I mean, I, I, I've said it, I, I may have said it to you, I may have said it to somebody else, I can't remember, but Ings does take his chances. And can you imagine Ings at, at, at say, I, I don't know, a Leicester or, or a Tottenham? I know, I know that he's going to be playing second fiddle to, to Vardy and Kane or something, but at, at a better, bigger club, Danny Ings would be right up there with goals scored this season. I mean, he already mm. is for us. I mean, no, he's, he, he can't stop scoring for us, but it's something about him that he deserves to be playing at that bigger club. I mean, Liverpool saw something in him. And if he was at a bigger club, I think he'd be scoring every week. And, you know, multiple goals in games. Because he does take his chances. Give him one, one chance and they'll tuck it away. And we, well, it's I just mean, Saints don't create the chances enough, but they did in this game and we didn't take them. Yeah. Oh, hopefully that's going to change. Wow. Yeah. Um, man of the match for you, Kev. Oh, Jesus. Um, Jesus. Jesus, wow. Oh, sorry, not the Man City game. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, I think there's quite a few candidates. Um, I think Ings is an obvious one. Um, still on form. Um, I thought Brashy was good. Uh, Maka pulled out some great saves, although um, wasn't brilliant on that second goal. Um, I'm going to give it to uh, Hoiberg. I think he's really? been... 
Yeah, much improved. That, 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 that does surprise me. Yeah, I think, I think he, he did well um, in the centre of that defence. Sorry, centre of midfield. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he did, no, he, I mean, he did I give the ball good. away a couple of times, I, I remember. He had that free kick and he dallied on the ball and then set off an Arsenal attack. I wonder if you would have changed your mind if that had gone in. Um, yeah, possibly. Although um, I'd probably be um, a bit more certain if um, any of the number of shots that he had went in as well. He was getting in the box yeah, as well, was, yeah. so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think if you can make a box-to-box midfielder out of Fierimil Hoiberg, then uh, yeah, things could be looking up. Okay. Um, yeah, like you say, there were a number of candidates, and I, I had Ings for his goal because um, he put and he put in his um, defensive duties again, um, and he does. I just you know one chance he took it. Um, I thought, but uh, Ryan Bertrand and Nathan Redmond need a shout out for their link up. True, yeah, they're great. Yeah, mm. and I think moving forward, they're, they're going to be so crucial. We need to get those two playing occasionally. Um, but I'm going to give it to Prousey because I just think his, okay. his energy throughout, oh no, you'd expect that anyway, but um, I think this was one of his better performances of the season. I can't remember a better one off the top of my head. Um, just a good effort. Um, and I know he's got his critics, but yesterday, you know, his effort cannot be questioned. He was he was everywhere again. So yeah, well done. And of course, he scored the, the goal that took us in the lead at one point so yeah I'll give it to James Ward-Prowse hmm um, okay listen uh, quick question for you uh, do you feel that this is the turning point you know are, are we a different side to the one that lost so heavily at Leicester not at Leicester sorry at home wow <laughs> um, yes we are a different side but we're a different side every week <laughs> that's true <laughs> You know, we have a different side of the um, terrifying loss. Um, we're a different side against City, and no, another different side against Everton. Um, and then now we're a different side at Arsenal. I think after the next couple of games, we'll be able to say for sure um, whether we are learning and um, whether it is a turning point or not. But do you think... But you there's you absolutely think no it? consistency in the performance. No, you're right. No, it's impossible to say. Yeah. I mean, it just seems to be, you know, running hot and cold, mm-hmm. and then hot and cold. You know, we can't... Um, take the positives in the previous match and bring them to the next actually that brings me to my That's next question one thing that worries me yeah sure um, do we take confidence against Watford now is it <laughs> it just seems to be the same thing um, yeah well, I think we're going to have to <laughs> yeah hey, yeah you're um, right yeah. but yeah I think um, we've, we've got a formation that clearly works um, we've got players in the right position mm-hmm. we've got um, players putting in an effort and it's paying dividends um and we do have to play us on the bench to make an impact as well. So, yeah. yeah. Watford are very much there for the taking. It will be our fuck-up if we uh, don't take anything from that match. And speaking of them, yeah, as I say, yesterday they shipped in three goals at home to, to Burnley. You can't do that and hope to survive. OK, I know we did it at Turf Moor in the opening game. We did it, yeah. Yeah, but um, Watford just look awful. <laughs> um, you know, and that brings us to Watford. So Watford uh, next Saturday, Saturday the thirtieth, it's a five thirty kickoff. Um, what, <laughs> Kevin? What what can we expect from Watford? Uh, I mean, they're, they're a dog shit team, aren't they? Um, uh, just just awful. Um, I mean, they've only got one point less than us, Kevin, so he's up. Yeah, but I mean, the opposition they've faced is um, <coughs> uh, maybe not quite as uh, difficult as, as as what we have. Um, yeah, they beat. It was Norwich, wasn't it, a couple of weeks ago? That's right. Yeah. Who, who, had, a, um, who had a good win so against yeah. Everton yesterday? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a kind of small bunch of uh, teams that were all taking points off of each other, and yeah, I mean, if we can't. You're right. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at Everton, 
actually, watching that game yesterday, and they, they, you know, they looked at the next few games that Everton have got, and I'll read those to you, because there's a chance to jump from them now, because, you know, they've got Leicester away, who are on fire at the moment, not conceding yeah. any goals, they've got Liverpool away, then they've got Chelsea, and Man United away, and then Arsenal. Okay, so Everton look like they're going to be struggling big time now, and West Ham are on a skid. Um, Watford, mm. Watford can't score, and they can't stop anyone. We need nothing short of six points against Watford and Norwich. That that is it. This is it for us now. There's no more. Yep. We, we can't have three, four, two, or dare I say, no points. We must have six. It's, it's a must. Um, and only then can we think about survival. But how many times do we say that? If we just, you know, if we play like we did before, then we'll be all right. No, it doesn't work like that with Saints. We, we we need to get this done. We need to fucking do it now, and it needs to start with Watford. And Watford are playing five at the back at home. And they're still conceding three goals to a team like Burnley. That just sounds quite familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they've had one win from 13. They're rock bottom, as you say. Eight points, just one point less than us. But this is last chance to loom for us, isn't it? Um, yeah, as I said, these two games, um, if we get nothing out of it, then that's us done, really, isn't it? I can't yeah. be yeah. how we're supposed to get any confidence after that. So, yeah, I think everyone expects nothing, nothing less than three points. I'm going to call this right now, Kev. I think the key man is Holobast. Because <laughs> I think that guy could see a penalty every time he plays. So I think we need to attack that. <laughs> Just, we need to get Sims. We need to get Jenepo. We need to get Bufa. We need to send get Redmond. Just send them all at him and just let him run at him. Because he is going to hack get, us down. Get Prowsey to wind him the fuck up and, and get him sent off. Just don't let Ward <laughs> take a penalty, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I was surprised by that, by the way. Um, yeah, why isn't Ings taking that penalty? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's fun. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. a finisher. That's he, what he does. Yeah. Um, prediction, Kevin. Okay. Um, I think we are going to beat Watford realistically, um, but I don't think it's going to be an easy one. I think we're going to make life difficult for yeah, ourselves. We always do, yeah. So especially at home. Um, so I think it's going to be two-one Saints. How about you? Um, oh, dare I say I think it will be an easy home victory I don't know how okay. I don't know how I can actually possibly think that but I'm just looking at Watford's recent form and the fact that they dropped three goals at home to Burnley yesterday oh, I mean I, I think we should be taking this game here and I know I keep criticising people for saying the same thing we need to take confidence out of this Arsenal game and we need to push on now we are. This could be the turning point. We are a better team than them. Like you said, we've got the, the, the formation that we had against Arsenal works. Yeah. Play that again, yeah. and like you said again, we've got people coming off the bench that can make an impact. Um, I think if we do that again and we just go at them like we did at Arsenal, then we will win this game. And I'm going to go two 0 Saints. We're going to keep a clean sheet at home, Kevin. There we go. Fuck me sideways. <laughs> yeah, I hope that either one of us are right. Well, we need those three points, like I say. Three points against them and Norwich is, is, is just, just essential. It is, we cannot be getting any less. Mm-hmm. Especially especially with the way that West Ham are playing and the way that Ever- and, you know, Everton's fixtures coming up. We need to, we need to do this. Yeah. Come on! Come on! <laughs> <laughs> OK, welcome back to the Extra Time segment. Um, I'm going to start off with the predictions. I went for a 2-0 Arsenal win. You went for a 3-2 Arsenal win. Very close, Kev. <laughs> um, 
of course, course it was a draw. So no, no points, and, and the scores stay the same at 21-29 to you. Well done. Uh, Super 6, we had two. We had midweek games. Uh, around 21 was won by Tom Hennigan on 18 points, leaving the lead at that point for Tony Randall on 187. Uh, and round 22 yesterday was won by Andrew Knight with 15 points. I had 14, by the way, so I wasn't far off. Um, and Tony Randall still holds on to his lead now on 191. So, yeah, he's put, starting to p- pick up a bit of a gap now for the first time. Um, but fantasy football, Kev? Uh, yes. Um, our new leader from uh, before the international break has stuck to the top of the league. He's got... 57 points this week so far, which uh, leaves him on 783 points. That's Stephen McCulloch's in Ralph We Trust. Um, John Bailey, who was looking like the Liverpool of our league for so long, is devoting. No, I don't say that, I actually like him. Oh, you actually like him? Um, well, yeah, I mean, he was the runaway leader for so long. Yeah. But, um, well, there you go, he's, he's on our, um, our Man City, shall we say. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> slightly better. But yeah, his deputy for handlebar, uh, 41 points for the week, uh, leaving him on 756. Lucy Hynett's Che Dream Believers are in third, not far behind. She got 70 this week. Uh, Jeez. So on. Yeah, 752 points. Only four points in it. Um, our weekly winner, however, is uh, Sheku Dumbuya. Um, didn't you used to play for CSK Moscow? <laughs> <laughs> um, Dumbuya, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, his uh, Galactic FC got an amazing 90 points so far and he's still got two players to go uh, let me just add uh, that I still have three United players to go uh, yeah I mean he's got a United player and uh, oh fuck who are they playing Sheffield United United yeah that's right um, United player as well so yeah he's tied in fourth but yeah well done mate I mean um, I'm quite happy with my team I, my selections were the best I could make I mean I, I, I captained Vardy as did you yeah. I believe so mm. That was good. Um, I also kept a clean sheet with Casper Schmeichel, which was good. Um, and I still have Rashford, Wan Bissaka, and Daniel James to play. So Blimey. I could, yeah, I, I think I did all right. How many points did I score? Forty. Um, you you have forty-seven so yeah, far. Yeah, I still think there's there's more to have. I think I've got um, Rashford as my vice as well. So mm. I mean, you're moving on up. Um, I've got 60, 64 so far. Um, oh, wow. That's yeah. I think you, I've actually, you've got um, Chilwell, who kept a clean sheet, as well as I have, and you've got, did you captain Vardy as well? Yep. Okay, yeah, so I'm not really gaining any points. Yeah, 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 really it's pretty much a no-brainer. Wasn't yeah, okay. Tomorrow nearly scores. Uh, I was, um, I'm up to 18th, you're in uh, 31st. <laughs> Jesus. But we're both moving on up. Yeah. Both moving on up. Anyway, so um, things can only get better. Mm. Right. Okay. Are you ready for? Uh, things can only get. Yeah. Are you ready for? Uh, where am I? Um. Yeah. Ready as never. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, locations. South east. South east. South east. Sort of. Oh, you're giving me a clue there. Brighton. No. Uh, a population okay. of 154,000. South end. No, no, you're, you're going really, you're oh. going really east. <laughs> mm. uh, stadium capacity twelve thousand five hundred. Five hundred. Twelve thousand five hundred. That's quite small, isn't it? Um, is it Wickham Wanderers. No, I think you need to go more west. 
Mm. Uh, okay, the nickname, the U's, Yellows, or the boys from up the hill. Yellows. <laughs> Fucking hell! Oh, you've 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 got me. Um, I think the southeast one's going to throw you. To be honest, who's that one plays in Yellows? I mean, just south, yeah. I would say so, but the uh, constituency is southeast. Or if you look at weather reports, it would say southeast. Uh, Do you want the rivals? Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah go on then. Uh, Swindon Town. That was Yeovil. No, that's Somerset, isn't it? That's two, oh. that's two west. Oh. Um, and the stadium is the Katham Stadium. That's not telling me anything, is it? Um, Swindon, that's Wiltshire, right? Yeah, the rivals from a different county. Oh, Shrewsbury? No, you're out of clues. I think I've lost it then. What is it? It's Oxford United. Really? Mm. I, did, I did think of that. Um, but I thought there'd be the U's or the, I or the United. The, I did say the U's. The nickname oh, was you said the Yellows. No, I said the nickname were the U's, the Yellows and the Boys from Up the Hill. Ah, fucking hell, I didn't hear that. I would have got uh, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the signal's really bad. Connection stays There is a Euro... Where am I? Okay, okay uh, region. Mediterranean. Okay, let's go Dynamo Zagreb. That's no. kind of Adriatic, it's isn't population. it? Yeah, it's on the wrong sea. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Um, 870,000 in the city proper. 1.8 million metro. No, Milan's bigger than that, isn't it? It's pretty far inland as well. Juventus? No. <coughs> okay. Um, stadium capacity, 67,394. Is that Real Madrid? No, it's not. I mean, again, Madrid, they're smack in the middle of the country, aren't they? Is it on the Mediterranean coast? Yeah, yeah, it's on the sea. Uh, okay, uh, nickname is uh, Les Fossiens, the Fakaeans. Uh, rivals? Yeah, yeah, go on. Paris Saint-Germain? Paris? I don't have a cl- is it, um, <laughs> is it Lyon? No. Um, I'll tell you the stadium, you'll probably get it from there, the Stade Velodrome. Oh, that's, um... Nice. Uh, Olympique Marseille. Marseille, of course it is. Uh, my French, I don't know where things are in France, I'm afraid. Uh, no, 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 right on the, the, the Côte d'Azur in the south of uh, France. How, how is Paris their rivals then? I guess they're just the two biggest clubs in France. Oh, I would have said Lyon were bigger than them. That's why I went Lyon, because I thought there's not another club in Paris, is there? Uh, uh, not really, no. I mean, but um, yeah, Olympique are, are a massive club. Yeah. Shameful. Um, uh, but yeah, that's probably Leon from the third biggest one. Mm. But yeah, that's the Le Classique or whatever they call it. Is it really? I say I don't watch enough French football. Yeah. And apparently I don't look at enough French maps. <laughs> 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 um, okay, have you got a Russian phrase this week? I do. I do have a Russian phrase for you. Okay, let's have it. Okay, so this, uh, this week's Russian phrase is... С днем рождения. God. С днем рождения. С днем рождения. С днем рождения. What does that That's mean? I mean, it's happy birthday, man. Oh, <laughs> That's really difficult. I didn't know that. С днем рождения тебя. С днем рождения тебя. It's that ZD sound that I, went, I cannot pronounce. <laughs> it's awful. It gets worse, I think. С днем рождения. Genia? That's really Rest, hard. Rest, I think yeah, I'd pronounce that if you removed my tongue. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's, Russian's like one of those languages where you can have like five consonants together. Mm, uh, and it's tough. fine. That's but yeah, happy birthday, mate. Thank um, you. Have a, have a brilliant day. Yeah, I'm going to be spending the rest of it editing now. Editing, <laughs> mate, yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so until next week, up the saint. Up the saint. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.